0: And Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, com. Allie, great to be with you after the Thanksgiving weekend, man.
1: Absolutely. I, I had, and you know, the bad part about a weekend like that is that, you know, I spent a lot of time with my family, and then it, it, you know, comes to an end no matter how many days it is. It comes to an end, and then you're like, you get those blues. Like, it's just ending too soon. You know, it always ends too soon. But on the other hand, like you said, you're just like highly motivated too to, after a, after a break like that, we get highly motivated to really jump back in the saddle and, and you know, kind of just do what we love.
0: Yeah, I'm, for me, I've got four more weeks left. Uh, so I've got to make things happen in four weeks to close out because we close you know, the last two weeks of the year. Um, right. And so that's one reason that I'm motivated. The other is, yeah, I had time off and, and I'm, I'm ready to hit the hit the books, if you will, you know, hit, uh, hit the grind or whatever you want to call it. I, I mean, I know for, for me, uh, and, and I know there's a couple of things that we want to talk about this call, um, you know, I'm planning next year. I'm, I, I want everything scheduled. Like what I do is uh, my December newsletter has all of next year's schedule in it. So I am at crunch time right now to plan everything out. It's not that hard. It just takes me a few hours to get through about two, two hours uh, only because right. I have a template from the from the year before, uh, but it right. takes me about two hours to get that all planned out and 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 move forward right right yeah well that that 's incredible
1: i mean and I think that 's a lesson for people what what i 'm hearing and and maybe what other people are hearing might be different so i 'm hearing like hey listen you 're going to close close out the this last you know three weeks or four weeks strong. So you've got a lot to do to do that, right? And then you're preparing for the next year, which is 2017, which literally is right around the corner. I just posted um, all of our information for our January tournament on our website. We have registration is already up and running. And it's kind of hard because, you know, it almost seems like we just flow from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So um, it, it's sometimes the grind. But, I, but you and I are, I guess, and, and whoever else are business owners, we have a unique mindset where we keep pushing forward and we're excited
0: about it. Absolutely. And I know there's some things that we want to talk about in this call today, but, uh, this, uh, I, I do want to bring up because we did have a, a podcast that we did on the new overtime rules. Um, and I forget, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm going to look it up as we talk, but, um, we had talked about the, the, um, the overtime right. rules that uh, Pre- President Obama had signed into law by a, uh, an executive order,
1: um, of
0: so so that basically the overtime rules were going to to change, meaning it almost doubled. You 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 had to give um, overtime well, to someone well, that was earning twenty three thousand dollars or or more, wasn't uh, as opposed to now forty seven thousand. Go ahead.
1: Well, it wasn't necessarily an overtime rule. It was a salaried employee overtime rule. So, so that we have to be clear on that. So like there are people that are, you know, that are getting overtime. None of that overtime has changed one iota, one bit. right? It was really more so that the president um, had some bright idea that anybody who was on salary was being taken advantage of so that they were getting paid less because an owner, um, technically by law, can have someone on salary and say to them, I'm going to pay you, let's just pretend, $300 a week, and I expect, as management, you're going to to work anywhere between 40 and 60 hours a week, depending on the time of the year. Um, uh, On my behalf, all my salaried employees, they benefit more so than I do by having them on salary. So I was kind of almost looking forward to this rule because I was going to take everyone off of salary, um, and uh, the ones that I had on, and um, you know, as far as that goes. But anyway, so then what would have, that meant was, the minute they hit forty hours in their salary, then they would get paid time time and a half. So in essence, it wasn't a salary; it
0: was an hourly wage, and that's what he was changing. Exactly, and and it doubled compared to what it, what it was. But right. I wanted to bring this up because we did, and I, I just looked it up. It's episode number 102 where we did the overtime rule change effective for uh, effective for schools. Right. Um, so I'm sorry if we got, and this, you know, I'm sorry if we got people worried about it, uh, but it was something that was going to happen until, uh, recently there was a judge that actually suspended the rule. So I, I, I do want to say that the rule has been suspended for right now. The regulation was to take effect December 1st, um, mm-hmm. and it would raise the salary limit, uh, the salary limit, uh, to, uh, what, $47,476 dollars from the $23,660. But there was a a federal judge in Texas Texas that issued a a nationwide injunction on Tuesday, and that was Tuesday of last week. Uh, So as it stands right now, uh, whatever you're paying everybody, whatever you've been doing, just stay consistent with that. Uh, But like, like I said, I wanted to make sure that we covered that real quickly because, you know, we were one of the only Uh, people that I know of in the industry that had brought that information up. Uh, I don't know if we – did you hear about it anywhere else? I didn't hear about it other than what you – when you brought it up to me.
1: Then I called out to my accountant, and they were like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, We were going to talk to you about it, but we don't (laughs) think that – and they're like, we don't think that it it has anything to do with people with 50 people or less – um, however, that turned out to be untrue. So, um, I don't know when they were going to speak to me about it. I guess it was such a big deal that they were kind of, you know, kind of waiting and hoping that it changed before they got me upset, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, so I'm glad we, br- and listen, we bring this stuff up when we hear about it. And, and if it ends up dying at, at the gate, even if it's something that they're trying or proposing to do, they're going to bring that up to help everyone understand anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so anyways, business as usual, nothing's changed. Uh, I do want to say, though, that it is um, suspended. Uh, so right. that doesn't, you know, that, that means that it's, uh, that there's a possibility that that could change, but it is suspended. Although, um, not to play politics here, but I know that Trump has kind of said that anything that he, uh, that, o- that Obama did an executive order, for that, he was going to rewrite it or undo it. So, we'll have to wait and see if that's the case. But, anyways, um, that's where it stands right now in business as usual. So, that's the first topic. We're done with the first topic. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, yeah, we're good. Trying to make it a, a, a quick podcast, but I know there's other things we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I, I wanted to talk about, you know, our, you know, what for us as owners, how, you know, no matter what, we are the responsible party, and the reason why I, I bring that up, and I mean responsible party, we, we own the company, so therefore, we are responsible for every mistake that's made, every problem there is, every failed system we have, anything that could go wrong. Um, we could, as owners, blame the government, blame our employees, blame society. Um, however, it is always our responsibility because I, I was reminded of that today. I have some um, some changes in my kickboxing program. I've um, gotten rid of a few instructors and, and behind the scenes, of course, you know, for us as owners. The reason why i got few, rid of the few instructors are for reasons that are very important one a few of them didn't show up on time a few of them didn't show up at all and we're um we're, you know floundering to find coverage a few of them call up like 15 minutes beforehand so i started to get rid of all these irresponsible people now of course I see it as a good thing for the, for the clients, um, but they see it as change, change, change. You know, oh, my God, this one used to be there. They're no longer there. How come that one is gone? And then all of a sudden, this lady comes in today, and she wants to cancel her membership. And I'm like, well, why? You know, well, because none of my favorite people are there, and there's too much change going on, and, and I don't like it. And I'm like, ma'am, I understand that. I said, but you have to understand. You have to trust me as an owner I'm doing this for your own good. And then she said, "Ah, oh, you're, a, you're a liar. Uh, you fired this one and you had no reason. And, you, and, and I guess they're friends. And, and the person that I got rid of for one, oversleeping um, and not showing up to a class. Two, calling us 10 minutes beforehand. And then three, complaining about everything and anything she could complain about. So I, I let her go. And uh, she's friends with this lady, so this lady blames me. And, you know, I, I can make every excuse in the book, but the bottom line is she's right. It's my fault because I allowed that to go on too long, and I allowed them to dig in when they shouldn't have, you know, beca- get to become people's favorites. So it's frustrating,
0: but uh, we have to remember it. it's our responsibility. What do you think about that? Well, uh, yeah, and I've said it many a times, and I'm sure the listeners are probably tired of hearing me saying it, but uh, when you give up. Uh, responsibility, then you give up the opportunity to be able to have any control over it. So I am a big proponent that we, as entrepreneurs, as school owners, uh, we are totally responsible for everything that happens underneath that roof. Now, it doesn't mean that it was our, you know, our ne- our fault necessarily all the time, um, because it isn't. It isn't always our fault, but ultimately it is our responsibility, our responsibility. as as school owners.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of kind of funny. I mean, I could blame a lot of this on a program manager that I had. And the lady even said to me, she so oh, I found out that so-and-so is paying less than this person and that the prices are different and they vary. And, you know, whether she knows it or not, this woman, that there's some specials that we ran or deals that we did based on a program or a special that was going on. But, you know, they see it from their perspective, right? So there's nothing much... Um, that I can do about that, right? So, but when when a person feels it's one way, and this is the reason why I don't like to give special deals to people. I like to keep it straight across the board, one price, because eventually it comes back to kick you in the teeth. But again, I'm trying to explain this to this woman, and she's like, just cancel my membership, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, uh, well, I'll have to take a look at your agreement, you know. And uh, anyway, it just becomes a little frustrating, but at the same time, you know, it always flows uphill, right? It's it's me. I I need to run my corporation and make sure the standards are there, and run my company and my school the way I see the best standards, the best systems, so that none of this stuff happens that way. Yeah,
0: you know, and, and and I guess the question then comes down to um, what, and I, I we 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 talk about this all the time, anyways. But now that that happened, one. How can we make sure that it doesn't happen again? So what are the steps that we can put into place to make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, one is maybe you should have fired the, you know, the kickboxing instructor, before, you know, prior to when you saw the first, uh, you know, the first few times that the nail keeps coming up out of, the, out of its spot and you got to hit it down again. Um, You know, so then, therefore, what are the rules that you want to have in place? I know for us, I have a three-strike-and-you're-out policy, and you get a year with that, meaning even if you show up late for work, if you are two minutes late, um, and I'd rather have them punch in on time or a minute early, you know, than to punch in a minute or two minutes late, but if you're two minutes late, I don't even give a five-minute grace. Period window because that gets abused. Right. So I have you know you you, you punch in two minutes late, uh, we're going to have a sit down, and the first time is a verbal warning, uh, and that you know goes on your in your file. The second time is you're written up, and the third time you're fired, um, and that holds on for a whole year. Now it's a ca- it's a calendar year from the infraction, so if it happened today. You know, today being the 28th of uh, of November, then it would. That's the year that that infraction starts. And if it happens two more times, they're out of there. Right. And that is consistent with anything else. So if you know, I tell them to do something, they don't do it. Um, It's any infraction, by the way. It's not per infraction, meaning like they're they're categorized. Uh, So late has its own categorization laziness has its own, uh, insubordination has it? No, not at all. Uh, it's all one. So you could be late, then you could uh, deliberately not do what I asked to do, and then you could be late again, and then you're fired. Right, right. So, so those, are the, you know, those are the questions that I believe a uh, responsible entrepreneur asks themselves is, okay, how did I, how do I, number one, how do I solve this problem with this person right now? But then number two is how do I solve this problem or can I solve this problem in the future so that it doesn't happen um, again or it's minimized as much as possible? And if so, what are the steps that I can do to take to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick
1: your brain as if you were coaching me and I'm going to, um, you know, ask you some questions and you kind of tell me like what you would do as if I had the issues. Because, of course, I've been doing this for a long time, and I kind of know what to – well, not kind of. I know what to do already. And at times, as an owner, sometimes – and you know me, Dwayne, that I sometimes give too many, too many people too many chances. And um, You're too nice. You know, I, you know, what's that? You're too nice. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but then again, I look at it like – like I'll give you an example. So, so I have – like we have about 14 – kickboxing classes a week in both, both locations. I don't want to have to do those classes, all 14 of them, and, and you know, if I, if I got rid of one girl, which I did, and she had five classes, immediately I have to cover five classes. Now, most of my kickboxers that I have that are not martial art in students or instructors with me, they only have like one or two classes a week that they're capable of teaching. So, so I now either have to one get my martial art instructors to teach him kickboxing, which I'm actually doing, and I like it better because I have more control over them because they work for me full time, and um, they're much more loyal to me and dedicated to the school than let's say just a kickboxer who's making you know um, 15 bucks an hour twice a week, right? So, what would you do? You know, yes, someone shows up late, I'm really sorry. Um, You know, or how about this? One of my guys overslept, I'm really sorry. That'll never happen again. So I warn him, right? And, um, you know, and then it happened again, and that's when I finally got rid of him. Normally, though, I might give him a second, a third, and a fourth chance because I don't want to fill those classes by myself or tax
0: my other instructors. What What would you do? What would you think? Well, like I said, um, you know, number one is everything needs to be manualized with regards to um, what the consequences are and what the standards are. And so, you know, you've got, they've got to make sure that, um, you know, that they understand what they are. And, and for us, like I said, it's a three strike and, and, and out policy. I I've had that before. I'm sorry, sir. And, uh, I say, you know, I'm sorry as well, because you knew what the standards were, um, and you knew what the consequences were. And so here is your verbal warning if they were to say that again and it's a second round i would say the exact same thing i see here's the mind shift that i had to have is that without having those standards and then not follow or having the standards and not following through with them puts me um, in a bad light with my staff that number one mm-hmm. so if i have standards and i don't follow through with them they're looking at me like oh okay yeah he makes requirements for you know, the martial arts techniques that every student has to know. And he'll flunk those students and what have you. But but once you get an employee, you get free pass. Right. You know, as an employee. So there is a disconnect there. There's not congruency. And so I and then the other thing is that if I have them or if I don't have them, there's going to be chaos. So I have to have them and I have to follow through with them on a couple of different levels. One is because it needs to be consistent across the board. If I'm going to flunk somebody because they didn't know their sidekick when they were supposed to know their sidekick, but I'm not going to reprimand a, uh, an employee when they knew what the standards were, or at least they signed the sheet saying they knew what the standards were. Yes, I read the manual. I understand. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like where you get pulled over and you, you, you want to say, well, officer, I, I didn't know what the speed limit was here. doesn't matter. The sign says whether you saw the sign or not. And so when I signed that I'm going to have a, a license, I, I, it's my responsibility to know what the, the, uh, the speed limit is. So I, However, to, however and
1: by the way, let me interrupt because that's a great analogy because honestly, yeah, you can't you plead ignorance because they always say that it doesn't matter. It is your responsibility to know or look or, or follow up. So I love that. And I think that that's incredible. However, I do have one thought though, and maybe you could also add this into what you're saying. Is like, what happens? Like, for example, I'm, I'm a licensed concealed uh, handgun uh, carrier, right? So, but if the laws change, I I don't know it. They don't have a newsletter. They don't send out a notice to everyone. So it's my responsibility to stay on top of all the laws. Like, if they changed um, the rulings on assault weapons, I I need to know every single thing and then adjust my weaponry accordingly. Um, and if I don't, I, I get fined or I could get imprisoned and go to jail, et cetera, et cetera. So the real question is, how, how do we shift our mindset to be that black and white when we do, you know, like for me, I have this, you know, this uh, innate quality or, or uh, a bad quality that I try to tend to always take it and say, uh, you know, I'm going to let you slide on this one. Don't ever do it again. And by the way, I, just so you know, I always get screwed every single time I do that. So I should have learned my lesson <laughs> over the last here years. Um, I did that with a gentleman. Well, and, and he owes me six grand. And I'm having him evicted. i got to go to court on Thursday. But I promise you, sir, I'll have the money. I have just fought, fell on hard times. I'm getting a check in the mail. And lo and behold, five months later, I'm still without rent. And now he's claiming he doesn't owe me that much money. So I, I was nice, and I got screwed. So, yeah. Well,
0: so what, yeah, here's, what, the, here's, yeah here, here's the thing. Um, uh, it, it almost always bites you in the butt. So I agree with that. Um, maybe this will be a mindset shift for you. It was for me when I looked at it this way, and here's what I mean. I do, if I let them slide without consequences, then I do them a disservice because life has consequences, and sometimes people have to fall in order to learn, and, and I have the privilege of doing it in a loving environment where it doesn't always happen in business where it's a loving environment. And, and, and so I have that opportunity to be able to do that, number one. So when I sit down with them, they know that I'm compassionate, but I, there are also standards. And if for some reason they want to bring it up and say something about it, I would tell them that, that I would be doing you a disservice because this is how life goes. It's not always fair. You know, I, I, I wish that you didn't put me in this situation, but – Because you decided to do what you decided to do, whether it was an accident or not, doesn't matter. The consequences have to follow through because that's what the rules are. And so I feel that it's my responsibility to teach them those things. And I do give them grace. I give them two extra chances. I mean, if you stop and think about it, it's not like I cut their arm off or cut their head off the minute they make the first mistake. It's no, here's your verbal warning. Now it's count, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a verbal warning and that's, uh, you know, you have one year that that's going to stay active. And if you get two more infractions, then you're fired, no matter what they are. So let's not have it happen again. And so, uh, I, that was the mindset shift for me. It's not something I enjoy, but what I do is I put it on them, meaning that I, 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 I look at it as they put me in this position because they did. I'm not, you know, putting myself in that position. Now, with that being said, I have to make sure that I, when I'm supposed to be there on time, I show up on time. I can't have excuses. Otherwise I'm a hypocrite in that, in those areas. And there's been times that I've, I've uh, sped a little bit quicker to get to the studio because I was running late. And I knew that if I showed up late, I was a bad example to them. um, And that would make it even worse. I mean, it's one thing to reprimand them, and, and say, look, you didn't follow the rules. Here's the consequences. But then when the rules don't apply to me either, because nobody's going to fire me, uh, that makes it even worse. Does that make sense, Ali?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's really about the rubber meeting the road, isn't it? It's about us always being accountable. And, and, and the old saying is we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard or um, people will hold us to a higher standard than they'll hold anyone else to because we're the owner, right? So it's our responsibility always for us to, you know, make sure, you know, they, people don't want to hear the, the room is dirty or the room is dusty because we had a class before you. They just want to say, hey, the room is dusty. Um, they don't care. They they don't. It's all about W I I F M, right? Same thing goes for employees. It's what's in it for me, Um, you know. And why am I not getting the benefit? Why don't I? I just had an argument with one of my girls who, um, you know, I adjusted her time sheet, and it was like 42 minutes over her 40 hours, right? And I said I I adjusted it down to to 40 because there were some days that she checked in 10 minutes early and she checked out 10 minutes late, so I adjusted it down. And she's like, well, you know, why didn't I? Why was it adjusted? And I told her why. she says, well, that's not fair. I said, of course it's fair. And that's, by the way, there's a lot of room in that time check-in where people hang out and they sit at the desk and they dilly-dally for five, ten minutes here and there. So I was a little annoyed that she was nickel and diming me. Um, But at the same time, I get it from her perspective. She wants to make money. She wants her money. And she could find a way to get it. It's not dishonest in her opinion, but um, she feels she
0: deserves it. So we had a little bit of an issue. Right, and that's where, um, you know, uh, again, that you go back, you reevaluate it, okay, how can I schedule her so that doesn't happen, or I leave room, like, so, f- for instance, my program director is not full-time, but almost full-time. I mean, technically, she's almost full-time, but what I do is, you know, I schedule her about 38 hours a week so that I right. leave time for uh, those overlaps, where she yeah. is, you know, you you have somebody show up when you were getting ready to close, <laughs> Uh, you have right. somebody stay later and they have to talk to you about something that that really right. isn't in the schedule. Um, and that's just, you know, basic problem solving is what it is, you know, for us to be able to do that. Um, and now I, I want to say this. If you as an owner want to give more chances, you don't have to do the three strike and you're out. You can do four strike and you're out. You can do five strike and you're out. The thing is, you, you have to have the standards, though, and you have to have them written down so that everybody knows exactly what they are um, and everybody's on the same page. And the other thing, too, and I agree with you with the kickboxers, uh, I, I think that having your own uh, martial arts instructors teaching those, you're going to get a better, uh, better effect all around anyways, not just from the loyalty standpoint, the buy-in standpoint, but then also uh, they're going to be teaching real uh, martial arts techniques as opposed to aerobic techniques. But um, that, uh, the, uh, the, the, the other thing, though, with the employees that we have to make sure that we're doing is that we do get that buy-in from them from the beginning uh, when they, they come on board. Most of them, I would say, since they were white belts and yellow belts and orange belts all the way up to black belts with us, and, that, and that's the majority of our staff, they should already have a buy-in. But when they become a, um, an employee, they have to understand what the mission is, and they have to be on board with that mission early. Because then, see, then when I sit down and I have to reprimand them and I say, you know, you're five minutes late. Why were you late? Um, you know, most of them now understand that, you know, that there is no excuse. I was late, but I'll tell you why I was late. This is why right. I was late. You know, whatever it was. I mean, I had—I felt bad for this kid. I did, but I had to do it. He—he—he's homeschooled. Um, nothing against homeschoolers, because I have some great homeschoolers. Um, but he's homeschooled. Uh, he is 16. They live on a farm, and he called me, and said, "Sir, I'm going to be late." And I—and I go. Why are you going to be late? I mean, I appreciate the call, but why are you going to be late? He said, the goat, one of the goats, got out of the pen, and I had to go and chase it. Now, I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten that phone call before. <laughs> right. You know, right. I would right. remember if I had somebody said the goat got out of the gate, right? Um, but he still had to show up late. I appreciated the heads up, but he still got a warning. I hated to do it, but that's just the way it goes. Because you've got to notify me if you're not going to be there or if you're going to be late, unfortunately, the way I have it written. Um, you have to notify me an hour before that time that, you know, if you're going to – or two hours, excuse me, two hours before that time um, in order to not get in trouble with it. But, you you know, you know unless you buy somebody's manual or you, you – I mean – I, I mean, I, I I've asked other employers, and I've got other things for them. So that's how I built my my uh, my employee manual with regards to, um,
1: you know, late not late
0: times. Um, yeah. You know the rules and everything like that, and that just takes time to to build. Or well, you, know, to, you know, you buy somebody's product. Here's the irony, right, of everything too.
1: Um, you know me, and you know how uh, how my employee manual is. And uh, it's pretty crazy. I, I have a very extensive, I mean, it cost me thousands of dollars to design it and then have it looked over by an attorney. And, and, and not an attorney that's just a lawyer, but an attorney who is a uh, employment attorney who knows, you know, all the different uh, jurisdictions and rights within my area for employees. So anyway, so I have that. And, you know, you're right, though. It, it basically just goes to show that we have to inspect what we expect. And, and I'll give you an example. You, you're right. I had one employee I remember. His name was Taylor, um, uh, a student of mine who then came to work for me. First day on the job, he shows up. He's like 15 minutes late. I'm like, what's the story? He's like, oh, yeah, I just had a, a trouble getting going. I said, well, Taylor, if you ever do that again, don't ever come back to work again. Well, I, I laid it out straight and hard for him. And I almost went away going like, oh, man, was I too hard on him? Should I have been more understanding? You know, my, my mindset, maybe I should have been sweeter. I'll give him a hug afterwards, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, lo and behold, he then uh, never showed up late again. And, um, and he got the message really quickly. And, uh, you know, that was a good thing. And it's important for us to remember that sometimes, it's like you said, it's about those standards. It's about making sure that we, we inspect what we expect. And, and, by the way, here's my problem even with my kickboxers is that, you know, behind the scenes, I'm firing people. But then my kickboxers, the actual people who are attached to um, the Joe Schmo instructor, um, now they're going, wow, what a tyrant Ali Albarigo is. Look, he just fired almost everybody. You know, he's just a mean, terrible person. And, of course, they're they're probably reaching out to the employee, and the employee has their perception and their perspective on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? He fired me. You know, what a loser. You know, that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, bottom line is it's because I'm doing it for my company, but the the client doesn't see that. They see it as change and loss. So what do you suggest, you know, like how do you then show the – Um, the, uh, you know, the client, you know, like, hey, listen, we got some, rid of somebody. You're not allowed to, as an owner, say, um, I fired them because they're a drunk, or I fired them because they have emotional issues. You just got to say, uh, yeah, they, they're no longer with us, and that, and walk away. And you have to almost leave it open ended, because if you don't, you could get in trouble for slander and for talking about somebody.
0: Yeah, and I've never I yeah, I would, I I would never do that anyways whether it was a law or not. But uh, yeah, I just I mean I've had people that I've had to let go and and uh, you know, I've I've had people, "Oh, where did so and so go?" and i will say, "Well, you know, I, I it, it didn't work out." Right. You know, we we had to part we had to part ways. Right.
1: You know. Right. And uh but and I'm, that, that was it. <laughs> like they almost want to know um, in a way, so that they could have a. Oh reason. yeah,
0: yeah, because they're the yeah they're the ones that watch the Desperate Housewives and all the reality TV shows. Right, right. They need all that. They need all that junk, you know. Um, right. And that's where I just say, you know, that's where I just say, well, uh, you know, it, it, we just they, we just weren't a right fit. We we had to part ways. And I'll repeat right. that. I I remember the, I remember the first time I had to kick somebody out of my studio. I was so scared. Yeah. And all I did was I just said, you know, Mrs. So and So, I I can no longer service you or your family. right? And right. she looked at me and she goes, well, what are you saying? I said, well, I can no longer service you or your family. And mm-hmm. she says, well, are you kicking us out? I said, well, and I shook my head. Yes. I go, I can no longer service you or your family.
1: I, I, mm-hmm.
0: I, no matter what she said, that's what I said. And I mean, pretty soon, obviously you're going to, you're going to leave because that's, that's all that's happening. So I do the same thing. If I were to have somebody to come up to me and I've had, you know, where did so-and-so go? And i say, well, you know, we just, we, we parted ways. You know, we, mm. we no longer were a good fit. Right. Yeah, and. You know? and well, well know, yeah, but what happened? Well, we parted ways and we, we were just no longer a good fit. And right, people right. that, you know, want all that junk, they know, they know if the type of person you are, whether you're going to give them. Because if you've talked about other things, they're going to stick around and they're going to get more information from you or try to. But if you, if you don't do that, if you're not the type of person, they know it. Those people that gossip and love the gossip, they know whether or not you're going to give the goods anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure necessarily,
1: I I think, that they're always looking for gossip, but they're looking for reasoning. So, like for example, you know, you're my favorite sensei and, um, you know, you left. Like, okay, well, why? You know, that's why I'm here, I love you. You know, okay, well, um, you know, things didn't work out. Okay, well, they want some closure sometimes. Uh, To some extent, closure is everything for people. So um you know I, and I do agree you know it didn't work out you can't really go much deeper but we then have to deal with the ramifications of them not knowing and speculation and you know uh, you know uh, all the other stuff that goes along with it so it's questionable and um anyway just a just a thought for people who are listening you know just to make sure that they you know they understand that you know basically it's it's really the high what you're saying is to, for everyone is really the higher ground you know takes the higher ground um, no matter how painful it is, you just got to suck it up and let people think what they're thinking if that's what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you've been in business for 25 years. I'm going on 19 years. Um, I've had, even me and my wife, I remember when we've had to let people go, and she's like, they're out talking about you and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, doesn't that make you angry? I said, well, it actually disappoints me more than it makes me angry. And I said, we're going to outlive it. Um, people will, sh- you know, eventually years later, people will see that we've not changed. We're the same that we were prior to. And most people will be found out by that time anyways, meaning that uh, other people will see that the, the, the type of person that that person who was chatting about us really is anyways. You know, right. and the ones that don't see it, the ones that don't see it probably never will. And they're just like them. So right. I'm not concerned about them, if that makes sense.
1: No, no, it definitely does. I mean, I think that, you know, for, for us to always, you know, uh, and it is, and by the way, whoever's listening, you know, th- this side is probably a side that most people have not really ever thought they'd have to deal with. Um, you know, they just yeah. wanted to teach freaking karate, right? They didn't want to have to, you know, they, they did karate because they're a free-spirited kind of, um, you know, person. They, they didn't really want to deal with all the other stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they have to, and, you know, that's something that, you know, being in business, like I have one of my good friends, he listens to us all the time, he's going to know I'm talking about him, but, you know, he'll call me up and go, oh man, I, I, this is why I hate martial arts, you know, a kid peed on the floor and a parent did this and that kid did, and I'm like, you know, we're in a business where you're going to have to deal with certain things like that. It's unfortunate, but
0: that's just the way it goes. Um, so yeah, you know at, what? But I, I guess I look at those situations and I go, how can I do this? Those, how can I do that situation that's so classy that the person or persons that see this go, wow. That, right. I love how they handle that. I mean, that's, I guess, where I come from. I, I, I had a kid uh, first day, uh, what was it, three, four weeks ago. He was a four-year-old. Um, he was nervous. He was out on the floor. We're warming up. He did. He peed on my mat right there. And so right. we're warming up, doing jumping jacks, and it's splashing. And that's how yeah. I noticed it. And uh, I was like, all right, everybody come tension." And then turn, you know, uh, right. And, uh, and my, my head instructor was in there helping me. And I, I, I said, all right, guys, we're going to walk, and we're going to go to the back room because I have two rooms. And as I yeah. walked by, you know, Mr. Bean, I said, hey, I said, uh, the new kid, I said, he just peed his pants. I said, can you take care of him and the floor? He said, yes, sir. Right. And I walked him all to the back room he he kept him there and then uh you know brought him to mom and and then he mopped everything up and sanitized it and everything we did the class in the back room um and and the kids all thought it was just part of it you know and i said parents we're going to do something different we're going to go to the back room and uh and do class today so after your kids you know come through follow me you know and nobody even knew except for maybe a couple people uh, i i you know what i'm saying and that's how you do it it's just, it's you, you just got to do it classy um, and and so right. I guess I look at those situations and I try to go, okay, how can I, how can I do this? The people go, oh yeah, that was done perfect.
1: Right. Well, that's the same thing, you know. Like if someone got injured, you know, and someone is had, a, I've had this happen where
0: you know, we don't, we haven't,
1: and I want to preface this by saying we don't have many injuries in my school, but we have had a few, and, um, you know, going like, okay, uh, you know, uh, this guy fell, and he broke his arm, he's on the floor, and he's in pain, Um, you know, everyone wants to look like it was a car accident, so, you know, getting everyone to move and go somewhere else, so you can isolate the situation, and take the majority of the class out of that situation, so there's no problems, you know, and, um, you know, this is something that is really, really important, and we have to look at that, and continue to look at it, you know, so pretty, pretty good well
0: yeah and i would say too i mean that's where when uh and that doesn't happen very often you're right in a martial arts school it happens less in a martial arts school than it does on the football field right um right even the peewee football field so but you know that's where i mean we have an accident report we actually have um when something happens this is how you deal with it uh, when class is going on, you do X. If it's out of class, you do X. And then we have a, a whole sheet that, that even an accident report that we fill out at the end, whoever was responsible or the responsible parties, and then we, we, we have those on record as well. Um, so I guess I would say when things happen in your business, those of you that are listening, and you maybe you don't have any of these rules um, for anything uh, or some things you do, when things happen, look at them, go, okay, one, how did it happen? How can I get to, you know, solve this problem immediately? Meaning, you know, uh, rectify it with whoever or whatever needs to be rectified. But then how can I then look at it and go, how can I make sure this doesn't happen again? And what rules and policies do I need to have in place so that, uh, one, it doesn't happen again, or if it does, how do we deal with it from here on out? And if you do that, just think about that. If you just dealt with, uh, one every single month and you wrote a policy and a procedure for one thing that happens in your business just keep a list and then once every month you just tackle one that's it by the end of the year you've done 12 by the end of two years you've done 24 by the end of three years you've done 36 but, i mean you obviously you all can do the math but if you think about it in four years you got 48 and and now you have are developing as you are growing your business you're developing your policy and procedures manual on how you want to handle things um, right. uh, like Alex said, you do need to get them checked out with, um, you know, a lawyer that is familiar with, uh, the laws of your state and also obviously the laws of the United States because, um, the United States law is consistent all around in, in the United States, but the, the state laws aren't. Um, but other than that, you can, you can grow it. So I, I don't want anybody to listen to this and go, oh my gosh, I got to have, uh, this policy and that policy and how do I get all that? And yeah I mean you could contact Ali and see if he'll sell you his manual, but you still are going to have to change whatever you you don't agree with or you 're going to have to change whatever isn 't um, okay for your state now of course, anybody in the state of New York could buy it and go run right with it but uh, well, what, i'm not trying to the gonna... uh, thing but you, you get what i'm saying go ahead what I was going to say too is that
1: um you know even the uh you know taking the steps and going okay um you know, I'm going to, this is how I handled this. And then you put it in a notebook. So even if you had just a black marble notebook, right, and, and you had it in sections and you just started, you know, uh, you know, somebody got injured. This is what I did. Boom. And then you, you put that note. And, and at least you have something to go back on, right, how you handled it, right, like what was done. That is basically the start of the manual. However, I do have an employee manual. I could sell it to people if they wanted it. Um, Actually, if, uh, you know, maybe if they want to join our program, uh, the Next Level School Owner Club, um, you and I might consider getting getting that to them, you know, as part of a sign-up bonus. Um, It cost me thousands of dollars. However, um, you know, what we want to do, too, is make sure that we have systems in place but um, even if they're unofficial at first, but then they become cultural, and this is how we handle a refund. This is how we handle a disgruntled parent. This is how we handle X, Y, and Z. You know, you ha- all of a sudden, you have a, a manual of sorts you know, where, where if you're away on vacation, uh, you know, your main staff member could look in there and go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I- I've had those for just a class structure. Um, how to teach certain classes, and I still have those manuals back from 1991 and 92, and I sometimes go back in them and go, oh, that's a cool class I did way back when. I'm going to do that today. Um, And and it helps us to, you know, to basically, uh, you know, have a, 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 you know, a memory of what we have going on.
0: Absolutely. And and I just want to, again, Remind everybody that we are, as owners, we are um, ultimately responsible for everything. And and, and that's a a huge undertaking. There's a lot of weight that comes with it. But I also want to remind us that there's a lot of freedom that comes with the ability to be able to uh, be the one that's responsible. Um, You may not always feel that freedom, especially in the beginning years, you know maybe the first 10 years you may not feel the freedom uh like you would like to uh but if you are consistently looking at building systems in your business and then correcting them when they need to be corrected systems from sales systems to phone call systems to how you know prospects and leads and everybody is is uh Um, you know how all that's conducted to on the floor systems to teaching systems and and all that you just hit one area maybe you and again let me just throw this out maybe one year you focus just on the 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 sales systems you know how this is going to happen and then the next year you focus in on the the floor and the teaching systems and how that's going to happen and then you go to the uh, maybe the third year you go to the marketing systems and then Uh, you know, or you break them up into quarters. If you want to cover four different ones throughout the year, you do, you know, the first quarter of the year, you're going to focus on this second quarter. You're going to focus on this chunk it down. Um, It's overwhelming. I know. And sometimes when things are overwhelming, we tend to freeze and not do anything. Um, So make a decision. Maybe you want to do the quarterly the first year, you know, maybe this coming year in 2017, one quarter you focus on one system, and the next quarter you focus on the next, and then you move forward and then maybe you decide, well, you know everything 's kind of I hit these four systems, everything is running oh you know so so now I want to take two thousand and eighteen or maybe half of two thousand and eighteen and focus on something else and then the next half, so you didn 't have to be all done at once, and it can 't be unless you 're going to hire it out and and pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get it all done it can 't be and really um there's not many people out there in our industry that have a total uh, system for the floor because the floor is almost all, not always, but it's kind of unique to every single school and to every single quote unquote art or style of of teaching that you want or those type of things. There's principles and concepts uh, that can be taught across the board, um, you know, like praise, correct praise and healthy competition and all those things. Uh, So you could go and buy something and then dissect it and put it into what it is that you want it to be or how you want it to be presented, if that makes sense. But I don't want everybody to get uh, overwhelmed. I know I would. uh, Starting out now um, and listening to everything that's out there, I would get very overwhelmed. Uh, (laughs) And maybe that's just my nature. So uh, I just want to remind everybody, take responsibility. um, But it also there's a lot of freedom that comes with, uh, that responsibility as well. Allie, any, any final thoughts? No, I think that that, you know, what we gave people. And again, I I hope it's my
1: hopes that we don't over, like you said, overwhelm people because, uh, you know, we, we have so much to offer and it comes sometimes. I think that it's comes from a perspective of where people are going like, wow, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if uh, I, I'm even near at this point. You know, why should I even be there thinking about this? It's not something that I do. Um, and, uh, we have to then, you know, start saying to them, don't worry, it'll all happen. It, it will definitely all happen. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's something that we, we ba- basically just have to, you know, deal with as we go. Does that make sense? It does. And,
0: and one other thing is you need to ask, yourself the question, or you need to ask, if you're being coached by somebody or you're considering being coached by someone, you need to ask them not what are you, and I think this is a great question, don't ask them what are you doing right now to be successful. The question you need to ask is what are you doing or what did you do when you were in my situation um, to become successful to where you are now? And I think there's a difference in that question because the things that I'm doing now uh, and the complexity of what I have going on now is totally different than 10 years ago. And if I would have done 10 years ago what I'm doing now, I think I really would have been overwhelmed. Right. And so the, I believe the right question, I remember asking um, one of my mentors, uh, Keith Hafner, uh, of that question. And, you know, I said, you know, Professor, I said, I, I, don't, I don't want to know. I mean, I want to know. Don't get me wrong. I want to know what you're doing now. But I want right. to know what you, you were doing when, you know, your, your two kids were growing up and you were at the studio all the time. And how did you make time to, to build this? And what are the systems that needed to be put into place? And yada, yada, yada. Um, because he's raised two wonderful kids. And, uh, you know, I'd like to raise wonderful kids. And still have a successful business, and have a good marriage, uh, and not have to sacrifice any of them, if that makes sense. So I thought at that time that that was a good question for me, right, uh, to ask. Right. And it maybe maybe I don't know if it was ten years ago, if it was twelve years ago, whatever it was. But I think the right question for the the, the podcast listener is to. Yeah, it's great to look at all these bright and shiny objects and and listen to consultants because the consult, you know, good consultants will be able to help you, Um, but you need to also make sure that you're asking the right questions, I believe, and a good consultant will ask you the right questions anyways. They're going to say, you know, they're going to know where you're at. They ask and they find out where you're at right now, not just, you know, where are you at student revenue-wise and and where are you at student count-wise and where are you at staff-wise? Yeah, they need to know that, but they need to also know what your goals are and where you're at in life so that they can um, ask the right questions to get the right answers for you at that at, at the stage that you are in right now. Does
1: that make sense? Absolutely. I love it, I, and I think that it's a great thing, and I hope everyone is really um, really understanding what we're talking about, and I hope that this call was helpful to them.
0: Yeah, and I, I and I'm so glad that uh, we got uh, a chance to be able to <laughs> tell everybody that the overtime rule was uh, suspended as of right now. So, Allie, good to be with you, sir, and uh, appreciate appreciate our time together, everybody. I just want to remind you quickly that you can subscribe via iTunes, also Android device, if you go to schoolonthotop.com. Please share this call and any other calls, uh, you know, any other podcasts with uh, any other school owners that you feel that this would be helpful for. Allie, again, thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Talk to you soon.